Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, Project Manager 101s, Part 2. Today we conclude our conversation on Project Manager 101s. Hey, before we go on though, just one quick note. If you're in the Seattle, Washington area, we are going to be in Seattle doing the One Day Effective Manager Conference on July 14th, 2009. So if you're in the area and you haven't been to a conference before, we hope you'll think about joining us. Details are on the website, www.managertools.com. Hope to see you there. All right, here we go with the show. All right, so let's talk about rolling it out because we have some very specific guidance in our one-on-one cast for rolling out one-on-ones. Any 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 difference here in terms of our early rollout guidance? Yeah, there is a there is one. We we, we recommend in in rolling out the Trinity that managers brief their teams. Hey, the, I'm going to do these one-on-ones. Here's how they work. Here's what here's what the basics are. Here's you know, and we recommend that they use our slides when they brief uh, their team. That's a little bit different here because we say, yeah, if you feel if a big if. If you feel you can add this to a project kickoff meeting, for instance, go ahead, introduce your plan for PMO3s there. Walk your team member through the idea, just like we recommend. But look, we know how project kickoffs can be, right? Uh, senior people who aren't delivering on the project come to see, come to some of them, right? They get all messed up with high visibility issues and it's a dog, it becomes a dog and pony show. There are questions about who is running the kickoff. You know, is it the sponsor? Is it the PM or the PM's running it, but the sponsor wants to interject whenever she likes very in a very irritating way. Agendas can be sketchy, which is stunning to me, the first meeting with a sketchy agenda. So the kickoff may not be the time for us to introduce it. We certainly recommend, if you feel you can, another team member only meeting where you walk them through, hey, this is how I PM things. But that's more likely to be a function of the busyness in your and the culture of your organization. So you don't have to have that. You can simply send out the email, which is which is our next step, right? We invite people by email. We have created a new email invite. It is a little bit different. That text will be available uh, on the website for PMO3s. And we'll make that available to everybody. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Not just premium members. Right. Yeah, look, folks, copy and paste the thing, right? Uh, you don't need to mention it. We wrote it. You can edit it and make it your own. Again, the story, for those of you who haven't heard it, is uh, I literally talked to someone who was thinking about it, a regular manager with directs, not a PM, saying, I, w- I, w- I want to do one-on-ones, but I'm still struggling with the email, right? Or he says, I- I've been wanting to do it for about a year, but I'm just not ready yet. So what's the problem? He says, I'm working on the email. Wow. Wow. Okay. Here. And I wrote him an email in like three minutes and sent it to him. He says, wow, that's really good. I'm like, change it, put your name on it and send it out or be careful. Be careful. I'm going to shove you aside. I'm going to send it out. <laughs> right. And he shared his draft of the email he was working on for so long and it really wasn't very good. So. Right now, not very good. God, but, but look, God bless him. I, you know, shoot, he's doing one-on-ones now and he loves them. So yeah, exactly. And then we offer one and a half times the number of slots that we have people. So for example, if we have five team members, we look at our calendar and we come up with seven or eight slots that we'd offer to people as um, options for scheduling. Yeah. And, and by the way, I got a, I got a question about this recently. Somebody says, 
Okay, but do I just say pick any seven times? No. When we say <laughs> multiply the number of directs by 1.5, so five, if you have five directs, you would choose seven or eight times, and you would actually say Tuesday, 2 o'clock, Wednesday, 3 o'clock, Thursday, 1 o'clock. You would pick times, and you would have you would give them slots that they would essentially fill their names into. Yeah, so we're suggesting for you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it gets to be you, – you, you get to choose. You get to fit it within your schedule, yeah. Now, big, big key difference um, – relative to scheduling and starting them between standard O3s and PMO3s, we don't wait three weeks for everyone's schedule to clear. Okay. Because the project starts, we don't, we don't say, okay, let's kick off the project. And in three weeks, people are going to start working on it. Right. We don't do that. Early project success, deadlines being met early on, standards being kept early on are a very important bellwether of future overall success for any given project. Yeah, okay, folks are busy, but work with your project team members to make those early meetings happen. And don't say we're going to start them in three weeks, start them in the first week if you can, or first part of the next week. We recommend actually that you're willing to move things on your calendar in that first week or two in order to make those meetings happen. And then maybe in three weeks, okay, well, what would be the good standing meeting looking at your calendar three weeks from now? We still recommend a standing meeting at the same time, although sometimes that first week is hard because people's schedules are full. Uh, worst case, if it's a Wednesday kickoff meeting or a Wednesday email goes out, give them times next week rather than this week. But don't wait three weeks. Good. Okay, so now let's talk about some of the differences. Not that they're minor, but there are some differences that probably bear highlighting. Um, and I, we've t- I think we've touched on probably most of these, but let's, let's cover them real quickly just to, so people can really understand how they might be different. Yeah. And I, and I think, yeah, that, that's, I think that's the value how, if you've been doing one-on-ones for years, PMO3s, project manager one-on-ones are, are a bit different. Yeah. It, first of all, it's more of an update. It's more task focused. It's more project focused, right? Because we're on a project. And so it tends to be somewhat less personal. We're not ultimately responsible for all the team members' work. Somebody else is. And we're not responsible for all of their results or their review or their raise or their development. So there's less of a personal and less of an organizational focus in much more of that project or task update feel to most PMO3s. And look, some of us, some of us are going to end up having PMO3s that are very close to the O3s we do with our own directs. And then, look, that's good. It's fine. No problem. If it delivers better results. We have to keep in mind we're not, not the team member's boss. It's okay to see it as a mentor relationship, but don't forget what we're there for. We're not there to mentor them. We're there to help them achieve the project's result, which is on time, on budget, on rate, all that sort of stuff. And look, if you get to know folks better as a byproduct the people in your organization, you get to know those people on your team better as a byproduct, and that increases your bench of your best performers. Because let me tell you, if you've got pro- if you've got three or four projects you're running, and you know who the good people are, you ought to be in- investing heavily in that relationship, so that when you have an opening, they'll come to work directly for you. If PMO3s help you do that, and avoid in the future help of help you avoid working with the non professionals in your organization, well. Lucky you, send us an email and say thanks. Yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> yeah, good on you, yeah. So, okay, yeah. and also these one-on-ones, they only take place as long as the project's going on, right? So once a project's over, your PM one-on-ones, they stop. <laughs> 
It, yeah. It seemed most people are probably going like, yeah, duh. Okay, that's obvious. But I, I tell you, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of times if you're doing one on ones effectively, and it's a long project. Let's say it's a nine month project. You're going to have some team members who are going to want to continue having the PM one on ones. Oh yeah. But you know, of course, once the project's over, the reason for their existence is gone. They decay in value and. It because becomes just a mentoring exercise. Not that they want to mentor you. That's fine. Just redefine what that relationship is. Go back and listen to the me- mentoring podcast, and then kind of resync on what you're doing. But PM one on ones, projects over, they end. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I can tell you that I've only gotten this question a couple of times. But somebody says, "God, I get a lot of questions about mentorship at the end of PMO threes after a six or nine month project." And I tell he says, "I just feel bad about just saying no and ending a relationship and sort of snubbing them." So what I say is, "Hey, look, if if you get those questions, the answer is, hey, why don't we wait three months?" So give me three months and in three months, come back and, and, and make the ask again. And that'll, you know, it'll depend on your schedule and my schedule and so on. And then hopefully you can also tell them. And by the way, there's a great couple of podcasts about how to ask and how to run a mentor relationship. Good. So, so okay. So now we have to talk about something that in our experience can become an issue, particularly if you don't know how to respond to it. And the challenge is that sometimes you initiate PM one on ones and you get pushback. No, no. Yeah. No, I'm here to tell you this fantasy <laughs> world thing you live in where everybody, you know, no pushback right. on one-on-ones, right. feedback, coaching, delegation. Okay. It doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> just, that should be just our secret and the tens of thousands of people listening. Okay. Just, yeah, just okay. between all of us, one big happy family. <laughs> right. So, okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about that. People are going to get pushback and we yeah. need to be able to address that. Sure. So the two parts, right? Team member first and then manager. Team members usually a lot easier than manager. The manager can actually stop it, right? She can say no. And we probably roll over in that case. But it isn't uncommon. It happens in my experience about a third of the time. It happens in the minds of technical PMs when they start doing PMO3s. It happens in their mind 185% of the time. Everybody's going to push back. I can't do this. It's changed. It's different or whatever. Only about a third of the time does it happen. And I joke, it's normal to assume it's going to happen all the time in a tech-biased organization. Associates in tech organizations tend to be somewhat more change-averse. Please, folks, don't don't accuse me of, uh, of being biased. That's just... That's just my experience. They tend to be a little bit more hesitant on change uh, on the technical side. Uh, they tend to be more focused on what they're presently doing, more willing to defend doing things the way they've always been done. The comment that I heard once was, I think I'm right, so changing something must prove that I was wrong before, right? And so that doesn't work. So our recommendation here is you ask first. Right. Even though you're a PM and there's some, uh, it'd be nice if there's a manual saying this is what, this is what a manager has authority over and this is what a PM actually has authority over. Of course, nobody trains us as PMs. And so we're, we're given the short end of the stick anyway. And then nobody wants to define it because if they define it, people are going to exploit those rules. But anyway, we'll, we'll tell you our recommendation is ask for the meeting first and you tell your team members, this is how I manage projects. This will help with communication. This is only half an hour once a week. And it gives you guaranteed time with me regularly, no matter what. Now, of course, those things come out of the presentation you can give if you want to do that to introduce the concept. But basically what we're saying is you start with an ask. I'd like to do these with each of you. And folks, the majority of team members do say yes, despite my earlier joking regarding 
many PMs concerns that everybody's going to push back. Now, so there are two choices after you've asked if there is pushback. And look, one of them is to honor the pushback and to allow any team member to not have a PMO3 with you. And the second is to insist or to continue persuading. Let's let's talk about each one a little bit. First, we just want to share our experience with you. We're having worked with thousands of managers and PMs over the last, I guess, 30 years. Yeah, of course you can successfully manage your projects without PMO3s. And as I joked to somebody the other day, you can walk to work, but if it's 10 miles, your car or the train or the tube is better. What we know from all the managers we've worked with is that those who start doing PMO3s never stop. And as hard as it is to get meetings scheduled, a meeting that is new that starts and people go, man, I'm never missing that meeting. That's one of my favorites. I always do that one. Okay, that ought to be a lesson for us. After they've tried uh, letting a few people off the hook, they quickly realize if the people push back and they let some people off the hook, they don't like the holes they end up feeling in the sense of their project because some of those people who are not doing one-on-ones with the PM are responsible for deliverables just like everybody else, and they feel like they have dark spots in their vision. Yeah, well, not only they feel they have dark spots, even though the individual said no, if you're doing PM one-on-ones with everybody else, the person who's not having them starts to feel left out. Yeah. And, and, and they yeah. can't really come back to you and say, well, I know I said no, but... And so what happens is the communications break down and there's resentment and the, yep. the project, at least as far as that particular team member, tends to go a little a little bit south. Look, what they do, when, when, when the team is together, before you walk into a to a team meeting, a project team meeting, and the team's together for the one of the first few meetings, and there are six people on your team and four you're doing one-on-ones with and two push back, and you you rolled over and said, okay, I promise you what those two people are doing. They said, you fell for that? I told him, hell no, and he just gave in to me. That guy can't do what I do. He, he know he needs me more than I need him, and I didn't want another darn meeting on my schedule. I, it, it's impressive. so impressive to hear yeah. people brag about their ability to roll a a PM. But okay, look, it happens. And you're right. You're absolutely right. They're going to feel left out and and they won't come back to you. But but look, the answer is you just manage those folks whom you don't have PMO3s with the way you manage everyone now. Don't change. And look, if nothing else, compare results to the people you're doing O3s with and the ones you're not. And we suspect you'll get better results with the O3s and you'll become more and more like to more and more likely over time to insist rather than to simply capitulate. Right. Yeah, you'll be willing to have a little conflict at the beginning for better results down the road. Yeah, and look, I got to tell you something. The simple answer to this is one way to think about it is if they if they get to push back, right? That's what they apparently they can push back. They've already done so. They've pushed back. Well, then we're part of the organization too. Why can't we push back on their pushback? This is one of those times, this is one of those gray areas, Mike, I think where managers need really some specific guidance and they need to hear helpful words about, okay, how do I push back, right, Mark? Okay, what so, do, what do, so why don't, you, why don't you ask me? Why don't we role play this? Why don't you ask me and I'll, and I'll be just so unlike my normal self and I'll just be completely yeah. amenable mm-hmm. and roll over and say, uh, no, 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 I won't. What I'll do is I'll be my normal self. <laughs> and I'll say no. <laughs> okay. So, so Mike, um, uh, what I'd like to do is schedule a 30 minute meeting. So I'm going to, I want to do, I want to manage this project using project manager one on ones. 
And uh, I'd like to ask if you'd be willing to meet with me for 30 minutes each week. Um, this is how I manage projects. It's going to help with communication. It's only a half an hour once a week. Sure. Um, yeah. And I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Um, w- would you be willing to meet with me half an hour once a week on this project? Hey, Mark, I, I understand. I understand what you're asking for. And uh, no, I, I can't do that. I, you're that busy. No, I got I got work to do. I know you're just you got you got a team of 15 people doing all your work for you. I've got to actually get work done. And uh, yeah. so, no, I, I I don't have time for another meeting. You're meeting me to death already. So forget it. Okay. So I'll say this. I, I respect you may not want to. I'm going to suggest we try it anyway and see how it goes. Okay. This is really how I manage project. It really does work. I'm going to send you an email later today requesting a quick half hour project update and hopefully you'll accept. To me, it's not a lot to ask and it's like any other project meeting that members are obligated to attend. I hope you'll say yes. Now, look, I'm not forcing you to. You still have an out, right? You could decline the meeting and you may take it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I can decline it, but then I'm a jerk, so thanks Well, a lot. yeah, Here, here's the thing that managers miss this all the time. Pushback is way overrated. Yes, you can get out of it in the same way that we're also making it clear that you have an obligation to attend. That This is not outside of PM responsibilities. Now, look, let me just be – I'm not going to rant here. I'm just going to spend a minute. It's going to be a very small minute, but this is an, this point is important outside of PMO3s. Okay. What we're asking for half an hour weekly meeting is not too much to ask. Folks, this is not micromanaging. The team member doesn't get to dictate to the manager how he or she will be managed. They don't. Okay. This is not heavy handed management. A half an hour is a trivial amount of time that every project team member we have ever known not only has had, but routinely squanders. Pushback of this type is classic and and responded to inappropriately by far too many of us as managers or as PMs. We mistakenly believe that we should never use the limited role power that we are given because we fear turnover risk because somebody says we're too dictatorial. And that is vastly overrated. The turnover risk is vastly overrated by most managers and frankly probably increases, turnover risk increases when we don't avail ourselves of some reasonable role influence when we need to get some better performance and, and efficiency. This is a classic example of the Star Trek Next Generation Wesley Crusher rule from season two, episode 15. Sometimes when you insist, you get to save an entire planet. So I, I feel like too many managers say, well, my people will push back. And my answer is when, I, when I'm in a frustrated mood, I say, so we didn't tell you your job was a PM only in during the times when people don't push back. Right. I'm just in shock. Cause I didn't know there was a Wesley Crusher rule. Yeah, it's new. It's new. I, I in fact, in fact, um, I, I believe someone told me that there's some time in the future, the Star Trek next generation is going to come on TV uh, again and on my limited cable, which I never watch. And, and, uh, I'm going to record it if, if it comes up, if this episode comes up and, and, um, I really look forward to watching it over and over again. And I, I'm going to leave it hanging there. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to tell the story. I've mentioned it a couple other times, but it's, but it's a, it's a good story for PMs and, and less, uh, less seasoned managers dealing with pushback from a, a direct or a project team member. Good. Yeah. Six foot four 
football player. You're not. You're, you're a geek like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> you handle that one well. Let's 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 try if you can manage this one because this one's a little bit more difficult. It is. Because in this yeah. case, let's say the team member's manager pushes back and says, "Look at my my. You're not the only project my guy's on. He's got a lot of stuff going on, and he does not have time." For thirty minutes yeah. with you, you got your you got your weekly uh, project team meeting. <laughs> That's enough. He's not participating. Yeah, th- let's be clear about something. We're going to state our point of view, and there'll be people who disagree, and we respect your disagreement. And in your organization, you're probably right, but there is no need to consult a team member's manager in order to get approval for a PMO three. If that were the case, any project team meeting would require would requ- require approval, right? I mean, it would. Frankly, we don't think the team member's boss is in the picture at all because in our experience, team member bosses are never in the picture that we're aware of once someone is assigned to a project. I mean, they're ghosts for all intents and purposes. To suggest that a 30-minute meeting once a week with a project team member is the one meeting that requires approval or even notice just doesn't hold any organizational water for us. You you might fear it, but don't imply that your fear is the same thing as an organizational requirement for approval. It's not. That is essentially blame shifting on the organization for what is our own emotional state regarding do we have the power to do something or not. So we're going to proceed here as if approval isn't required, because that's our belief, <laughs> which then means the team mem- member's manager has pushed back directly after we've started, right? We've already scheduled it or we've requested to schedule it. Uh, um, now, look, we haven't said, by the way, that they've inquired about the PMO3. Yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, right. If if, if they inquire, if, if they ask what we're doing and why we're doing it, that's yeah, it's very different. Um, I got to tell you, there have been so many times where PMs have shared with us emails from team member bosses which say something akin to, hey, can you tell me more about this half-hour weekly meeting you're planning with my direct? And the person who forwards us the mail says to me, see, they're pushing back. Yeah, that's not pushing back. <laughs> like, dude, apparently you have never been pushed back on. <laughs> that is the, that is the most milk toast pushback ever. Um, that's an inquiry. And look, there's a simple answer. It sounds something like this. It would be an email that would say, thanks for asking. I appreciate your support on this. When I PM a project, I ask each team member to spend 30 minutes once a week with me going over the project. It's a short, tight meeting, never longer than 30 minutes, unless the project team member wants more of my time. She gets the first 15 minutes to ask questions, get guidance, complain about problems, etc., ask for work changes, whatever she wants. Then I take my 15 minutes to ask for updates, discuss qualities, deliverables, deadlines, and so on. And often, frankly, they're shorter than 30 minutes. We sometimes do them over the phone. They work great. Too often, in my experience, team meetings bog down because their staff members won't say in front of other people. And it's only 30 minutes for her. Remember that. But I'm doing seven of them for this project. I already have five of the other six scheduled, and I'm waiting on an answer from the six. As an aside here, folks, why not tell them that everybody else is on board? In the last paragraph, last two paragraphs, they work well. I can ensure you they're low impact and high value. They make team meetings actually go better. Finally, I'd add that when I finish a project with something I'm doing PMO3s with, I'll be sharing my thoughts with you on how they did because my directs are on projects, and I know I'd like that from their PMs for performance reviews and development stuff. I hope this helps. Thanks for supporting this. Signed, Wesley. <laughs> Wesley. Yeah, and, and uh, this note in its entirety is in the – Show notes. Show notes. So if you're a premium yeah. member, just just copy it and paste it from yeah. this into the email and 
modify it slightly and send it out and you're done. And for those people who have ever said, gee, I wonder if Mark has ever been paid to write emails for people. Yep, sure have. Uh, happens all the time. Mark, would you write it? Because I don't know. I don't have time or I'm not that good a writer or whatever. Sure. Here it is. Okay. So, okay. So you got that one covered, but uh, right. let's, let's do a different one, which is where the boss comes up to you and says, Hey, look at my direct, let's say John is complaining right. to me about this weekly meeting that you want to have. What's up with that? Okay. N- no offense, but same reply. That's not pushback. He's just stating out loud what already happened in the first instance. The team member went and whined to his boss, right? So, okay. So, so what same, about, same reply, right? Okay. What about, uh, Hey, John doesn't want to do these half of our meetings. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with them. Okay. Okay, that's pushback. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it's soft pushback, but it's pushback, but we got to get the point across. Okay. So here, here's what I would say. Sorry for this disagreement. I really would appreciate your support on this. Here's why. And then the <laughs> next three paragraphs are identical, right? When I PM a project, too often team members bog down, they work well. And the last thing is, would you reconsider and support me here? And you actually have to ask a question at the end of the email. Okay. And then I guess, right. What happens then? There's a small possibility. It is small that you get a note that says, I don't want my direct doing these meetings with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what are we going to do then? Then we write a note. We, we, we sorry. We same note. Oh, we're going to send the same. Note no, yeah. no, 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 no. Good one. Good point. No, we, we send a very brief uh, conciliatory note. Sorry. We disagree. Obviously I can't make him attend, but it's too bad because I think it would have helped. The other six team members are on board, but I'll exempt your direct and I'll let the team know. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now look, and that is capitulation, right? Because this manager mistakenly believes that he should be directing or she should be directing her direct on other projects with that kind of a fine tune hand. It's silly. He's wrong. She's wrong. And I don't care how powerful they are. They're wrong. Because when that boss was a PM, I bet that boss ran roughshod over the people on his team. But that's okay. And, you know, the reward can be at some point having him or her defend that point of view to a VP when it gets out that, oh, there's only one person on this team that doesn't do one-on-ones because his boss specifically exempted him from it. And have the VP say, hey, John, why why, why did you exempt your direct? It seems like it's working for everybody else. Yeah, and it's particularly bad when... The project is behind schedule because of that individual who's not fully participating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That could happen. It could happen. Yeah. So look, before we wrap up, I just want to say something. Project manager one-on-ones, PMO3s, are a powerful tool to help your project be more effective with the very basics of projects, which, of course, who does what by when. And Good. just a quick, quick wrap up. Um, the key difference is 15, 15. We don't, we don't do the 10, 10, 10 because we don't talk about the future. That's somebody else's responsibility. We follow the basic principles of focusing on the direct, regularly scheduled, rarely missed, 30 minutes long. Your cubicle is fine. Phone is fine. We do recommend you follow most of the early rollout guidance, although you may not be able to introduce it in a meeting because kickoff meetings sometimes are hard to do that. Uh, you do invite by email. You, you arrange 1.5 times the, the available slots. There are some minor differences. It is more of an update. It's it's less personal, and you only do it during the project. And hopefully, we've addressed uh, not not every possible situation, but a couple of more much more likely situations where you get pushback either from the team member or from the team member's manager. Awesome. All right, I enjoyed it. Thanks, partner. We'll see you. Bye. Thanks, everyone. That concludes our conversation on Project Manager One Hundred and Ones, and hope you get a chance to put this to use. Even if you're an individual contributor, 
we all get a chance to lead projects of one sort or another at some point in our careers. and hope you got a few hints on how to do that effectively on the show. All right, folks, we'll see you all again next week. So long.